Hey, true Canadian racing fans. Do you want to go fast? Do you want to feel the rush of high-speed competition with a chance to even win some prize money? Hey, it's the Bun Boys here from the Stickers and Scuffs podcast, and we want to tell you about Valhalla Mobile. Valhalla Mobile is a state-of-the-art, traveling, high-end PC gaming service featuring their very own blazing fast Starlink internet. Valhalla Mobile serves the Six Nations on the Grand River, Hamilton, Bradford areas. Valhalla Mobile brings two full racing sim rigs with iRacing and a great selection of current racing games and simulations. Valhalla also offers first-person shooter games and games for the younger gamers and your family too. And check out Valhalla Mobile at Oshuiken Speedway every Friday night in racing season. You can enter and participate in hot lap challenges on the sim rigs and take home some prize money. Search Valhalla Mobile on Facebook, give them a like, and set up your own gaming event with owner TJ Martin today. It's a great idea for birthday parties. For a truly unique and high-end gaming experience, go mobile with Valhalla Mobile. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Stickers and Scuffs podcast. Cam K, the man, Graydon Bunn, who's all patched up and ready to go here. Let's see yeah. that. Look at that beautiful thing right there. He's all Looks patched like up. Looks like a pickle on my finger. but <laughs> He's got his finger all back together. And we got our, our good buddy here, our SNS driver, actually, uh, uh, CJ4. Connor James is here in the house. It's been a while. We've been trying to get Connor on the show, but, uh, you know, season's over now, so we can finally have a chat. Connor, how are you doing, my friend? I'm good, man. I appreciate you guys having me. And unfortunately, uh, last time I had to cancel a little bit just because of that wreck at Delaware. Things were pretty questionable at that point, but um, obviously we were able to make it back out. And it's cool to have, be on here with you guys. Yeah, we're definitely were. We were considering never having you on the show ever again for you canceling. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, we forgave Wally Wilson for that. So we'll forgive you, I guess, as well. But uh, Connor, uh, what a great season, you know, uh, overall, maybe had some some stumbles along the way, like you mentioned, a big mm. wreck. And I want to start actually with that because uh, the, the show didn't, the, the broadcast didn't really show how much of an impact you actually had. We heard the car was total, but yourself, um, was that the hardest wreck you've ever been a part of? Yeah, probably. Um, you know, it was just, it was just a racing deal, to be honest. It just, um, the 21 and the 47 just kind of got into each other in the middle of the backstretch and um, as we're coming out of two, my spotter Brody's calling me clear by three out the back. So just roll out the throttle. Didn't even get to get on the brakes yet. We were going to be clear because they were just spinning down to the bottom. And all of a sudden, I'm not too sure who it was, but um, we just got kind of run over and we were just along for the ride. And um, unfortunately, we took that hard hit. Now, again, because we could only see the cars in the aftermath, they didn't really have a good replay of it. What was it that hit? the hardest was it the side did you have a side impact or was it the front front impact it was uh 
kind of a mix of both really just kind of with how the car folded we these cars are built so light nowadays and um what had happened was is kind of essentially if you think about a street car wrapping itself around a telephone pole so the initial hit was on the right front so we we hit everything pretty hard on the right front and um kind of with that impact it kind of just wrapped the back of the car around so uh we had to <sighs> pretty well the whole right side frame rail and all the way around to the behind the driver's seat um so we were we honestly there was one point we were we didn't know the car was salvageable or not but um sean mcwarder streamline race products and uh taylor holdaway it's with those guys we were able to get it back going and i went up with sean for a weekend and kind of helped him get some things prepped and ready and um it was just it was cool to get back out the aftermath when you hit do, do you feel much or is it just kind of like, are you woozy? Like I, I, I just think about, because we see all these high impacts, obviously we saw some on the weekend in the NASCAR cup series where they are really big shots, but I think people forget. I um, mean, we saw it with the Pinty series last year with Shea Gemmel at Delaware, how fast that track is and how hard you can actually hit. So when you do make an impact like that, is it, are you able to get your wits about you or is it kind of like what the heck just happened? I mean, it all happened so fast. And, and to be honest with the whole uh, wrist injury there, luckily nothing was broken. Obviously we just had, I just had some tenant damage and uh, went and got that checked out, but that was just an honest mistake on my part. Cause on the infield, that track is so dark. So yeah. when I was spinning to the infield, usually if you know, you're going to rack hard, every driver just kind of let goes of the wheel and does this right. Uh, unfortunately I didn't see them down there. So I just, I thought I was just going to spin, be fine. Everything was going to be good. But I, so I held onto the wheel and um, hit so hard that kind of folded the steering wheel around. Oh, um, yeah. So, I mean, it's one of those things where now I, I kind of learned just no matter what, usually you want to try to steer out of it and save the car. But um, it was just kind of a freak deal where I couldn't see out the right side. If you ask any driver, you can't really see out the right side of your car with the containment seats and the Hans devices and everything. So, um, yeah, just kind of a banged up wrist for a couple of weeks. And, um, it was more of a pride thing that hurt to be honest, just, you know, it sucks wrecking, um, when everybody works so hard on it, but, um, yeah, like I said, just fortunate to be able to make it back out after that. It's not like there's a textbook and saying how to handle each wreck as it happens. I mean, you make the decision and like, without even thinking it's instinctive. So, I mean, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose in terms of whether you let go of the wheel in time or you choose to try to steer out of it or, insert injury here for any sport like that just you win some you lose some exactly <laughs> that's the thing like you're talking about that shane gemmel wreck he he was just kind of a sitting duck at that point and so were we like my wreck is like i said one of the things where you can kind of try to steer out of it but shays he was just along for the ride unfortunately mm -hmm. i mean it's it's one of those things that we kind of talk about and there was a, a great episode of the racing uh, racing it out podcast where todd lewis and caitlin patrick actually talked about you know the safety implements um, in these cars and specifically the models, we know a lot about the implements in NASCAR, but in terms of your car, um, your late model, the safety elements of that, um, do we know how come do they compare maybe to say an OSS car that you race in? Is it, is it like, do you feel these wrecks a lot more in a late model or is it kind of about the same? Um, Cause I'm very curious because obviously the stock car is a bigger, heavier car, but the late model goes faster. Right. So yeah. uh is there any sort of comparison when you actually, I don't know if you've hit in both of them. That's the only question. <laughs> well, I mean, I can kind of give you a little bit of comparison. Um, my first year in the Pinty series, we, 
I was running Anthony with Anthony Simone and yeah. we unfortunately had a caliper break on us with five laps to go at Jucasa going into turn three. So we kind of hit the wall pretty decent there, but with these late models and in most cars, they're built to crush, right? It's the car did its job. Um, so, I mean, essentially a hard hits a hard hit. It, it really does suck no matter what. Um, but the late model, it, it, like I said, it did its job. All the crushed panels on the right side came in and the Pinty's car, when we hit with the right front, everything kind of collapsed and pushed over. So, um, it, it, to be honest, it's kind of hard to judge and give you a real answer on that, but, um, just these cars are built super safe, you know, full containment seats, no matter what Hans device, I'll never get in a race car without it. And, uh, yeah, it's just one of those things, man. I, we, I mean, the topic is we great. And we were talking about this just before you came on about safety within these race cars. And because you guys don't have a ton of racetrack to, to move if a car gets in trouble. I mean, we saw earlier this year with the Oscar hot rods and a huge pileup on the front straightaway at Delaware, Like there really isn't anywhere to go. Um, so interesting that you say that, that, that you put your arms across. Now, is that something that you learned at a younger age or had to adapt to? Because we've, again, we, this is something that a lot of guys that grew up watching racing, they, they were told to steer out of it or try to, to, you know, uh, to, to hold on to the steering wheel. So was that something that you learned growing up as soon as you started racing? Um, not really, to be honest. Uh, but I, I kind of more learned it when I ran the modified stuff with open wheels. If you, if you touch a tire, you hop a wheel, the steering wheel just jerk on you. Right. So I, I kind of learned in that series to be able to just kind of let go of the wheel. if Something's going to happen. Um, but it, it's kind of instilled in your head. There's a good video actually of Danica Patrick when she wrecks really bad one time, I think it was at like Daytona. Yeah. Just before she hit the inside wall, you see her just do this. It's, mm-hmm. it's the, it's the best thing to do for you. That way you don't, you know, break an arm or a wrist and, and, and do some damage to yourself. Well, I mean, that's, it's interesting grain. Cause we, you know, we've, we've talked about to several drivers about where they kind of started um, in motorsports. And actually, I don't think we know kind of where you started Connor. I mean, yeah, you, it's, you beat me to it. I mean, look <laughs> I at the backdrop he's got there. I know like, he's kind of got, he kind of got stuff from all over there. So yeah. yeah. What's very Connor's curious. racing resume? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'll start from when I was a kid at three years old, we were, we were in the, we were in the Fox business, the dirt bike uh my dad was involved with that so i actually was on a dirt bike before i was even in a race car like three Mm -hmm. years old and i didn't get into a race car until junior late model until i was uh nine i think it was but grew up watching dad run a street stock and uh his late model at barry and peterborough and um kind of after that just uh went mini stock racing and then took a few years off and uh, was still playing a lot of competitive hockey at the time and um, finishing high school and then kind of got back into uh, racing. Well, I haven't stopped since 2017 uh, when I got into a modified then and got into a bunch of stuff from then on. Nice. Yeah. I mean, you've, you've done, done quite a bit then in, in a short amount of time. I mean, you OSS champion, mm-hmm. obviously that's a series that's close to our hearts and, um, you know, you made your way back there this year and, and won in your return. Driving, driving Not, for the man. Driving <laughs> for the man, Kev Trev, man. He's, yeah. uh, I mean, we got to talk about getting that opportunity, um, you know, because it. we'll touch on the APC series season a, l- a little bit later, but it was kind of a tough year um, overall for you. And to come back and then all of a sudden have a win and then the team owner gets to win the championship right behind you. I mean, I, I almost thought he was going to move you. 
just so he can win the championship <laughs> yeah. and the race at the same time. But Trev is not that type of racer. So how did that deal come together? It was just, it was honestly a really last minute kind of thing. I think I knew the Saturday before we were supposed to run it. And um, my dad and Kevin Trevlin, even myself, we've all been really good friends for quite a long time since I ran the OSS series. And uh, Kevin had that other car, I guess he had a few other people run it throughout the season. And unfortunately, I guess it had some bad luck. And so he just said, he goes, Hey, you want to run this thing at Flamborough? And personally, Flamborough is my favorite track. So I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you know what? screw it. Let's, let's, let's run it. So, um, dad got us a couple tires and, um, I kind of brought the car to my place and just, you know, cleaned it up as much as I could do really. And, um, got a truck and trailer from my, uh, fiance's grandpa and, uh, he let me tow it there and, just went out. We, we actually missed the first two practices because the carburetor was loading up and I think I had some dirt in it from it ran from when it ran on the dirt. And, uh, I wouldn't be shocked. Oh, I know. It was, and uh, luckily got it running decent in my, really my first full speed laps and it weren't qualifying. We ended up putting it second and um, you know, the first race just kind of riding around a second behind Todd and um, lap car kind of got into us and we ended up finishing, I think like, six or something like that seventh seventh oh okay right. <laughs> uh, i do then, the results uh, so we're good yeah, this guy okay, would know cool. yeah cool. and then yeah the second one started on the pole and todd todd kind of got the good jump on me and just kind of rode around and i think i got him on exactly lap 20 which was halfway and um just kind of tried to check out but kevin was hot on my tail so but i i tell you what kevin he's probably the most deserving guy to ever win that championship He's been in it for years. I was so pumped to see him do that. And, uh, you know, to drive one of his race cars, it was pretty cool. And it was since it was such a last minute thing. I mean, remarkable when we talk about, uh, Graydon and I, we were there for his first ever win and for him to come out and, and get a championship. And, and it, it was, it was kind of funny seeing that he's won the championship and there was no one there. He was yeah. just by himself. Yeah. <laughs> and then you had your, your little crew. So he came and run over to you and he just won the championship. Um, you know, it's, it was awesome. And I, how did that feel Connor? Because you had a miserable season in APC and you, well, we can say miserable, but it was, it was a tough season. We'll say yeah. there's some, it was some a grind, a grind. There we go. That's yeah. why we're in this podcast game. We, we, we finish each other's. Oh man, that failed <laughs> miserably. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> Yeah, we, we really are yeah. the perfect fit, aren't we, buddy? But uh, how do you feel, man? Because you, you got to win. After all that went that happened this year, you got to win. It, it, it was actually, honestly, it was a really cool feeling. It, it's all because of the, how quickly the deal came together. And mm -hmm. uh, it was a special night for Kevin, too. But like you said, it just after such a difficult year, and, um, you know, it just it was cool to come back with the series and, um it was just, it was nice to finally get a win. We hadn't won since 2019 in anything. So uh, it's been a struggle. And, um, but uh, it was, like I said, it was all fun. Checkered flag always puts a little pep in the step. It does for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, that's the thing, right? Like it, it, it helps a year like this, you know what I mean? It's that, yeah. one, mm -hmm. that one highlight that you kind of look back on and, um, and it was cool just to wake up Sunday morning with the clock in my kitchen <laughs> counter and, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's a pretty cool, pretty cool deal that OSS has there with SWC winning 
uh, race clock each time that you get a victory. So, I mean, I'm yeah. just saying, just saying, man, if there's 10 races next year, there's 10 opportunities for you to win 10 more clocks. Yeah. Right? So well, that's, a, that's a cool thing. Kevin said to us, he goes, you guys just take that car home and if you want to work on it and bring it out. It's all yours. So we'll see what, hap- we'll see what happens. Dad, me, the tough thing is me and dad live far apart now. So it's tough for us to work on right. the car together. Right. But um, we have all winter to decide something but for now, just kind of chilling out and it'd be cool to maybe come back again next year. Well, I mean, you're doing pretty well for yourself, finishing up 2019 as champion, then coming back and then winning the race. So, yeah. I mean, your percentage is pretty good. Yeah, it was, it was, it was fun. I'm trying to remember what year it was that, do you remember what year you had your car at Motorama? Was it the sportsman car that you had there? I, uh, it was 20... It would have been 2018 with my, I had my limited late model there. Oh, it was late model. Yeah. That was the first race car that my son Owen ever sat in. And now he's like almost as tall as I am, but I mean, time flies. And now you're, uh, you and Taylor are uh, getting married and everything and growing up and racing and you're marrying a racer too. So what's that like having that dynamic? It's, it's the best thing you could ever ask for. Really. I, I got sure. my, best, my best friend and my soon to be wife that always supports me every weekend. And, um, like I said, she was a racer too. That's where we met was actually at Flamborough Speedway. And, um, yeah. you're a really good friend of ours, Debbie Joe. And, um, and, uh, so you know what, to have her there every weekend, it means the world. Now we got Ralph and like you said, the wedding <laughs> coming up, a lot of stuff going on, but um, you know, you always want to try to be able to get the marketing and, and the funding to get it back out racing next year. So we are trying and, and, um, hopefully we can have some news, uh, kind of soon. Nice. That is the, that to, is, sorry, Cam, I, yeah. I had to segue into the friends experience because <laughs> Jessica just went there this weekend and I know you guys were there. So you got some good pictures there too, eh? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Tay got me onto that when we first started dating, and she's like, "You gotta watch the show." I'm like, "Ah, I don't know about it." But oh man, I binge watched that whole thing with her, and then uh, when that came about, we got some tickets, and we went with her and her mom, and uh, yeah, from Holland. So that was cool. I'd say she's a keeper. Yeah, getting one to friends. That's a good call right there. Yeah, we watch it. I mean, we watched it when it was new, and now like we're. Jessica, like we when we sit down as a family and watch TV, we're binge watching friends so that they're seeing it too. So it's it's a generational thing. So yeah, it's kind of yeah. edgy for TV now. It's hilarious what you watch on TV now that it's so vanilla compared to like you don't even think it's fr- of friends being edgy, but there's some funny stuff in that. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, I just thinking that if we do if we do see you back for autumn colors, there's got to be somebody that walks around with turkey on their head. I mean, that's yeah, <laughs> that's got to be something, right? A lot um, of people. A lot of people look like the guy that was all dressed up in a hundred layers there. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's what's, that's what's so cool is that we got to, you know, we got to see you out and run in a couple of times this year for the APC series. Let's talk about, you know, the, the year that it was obviously you had the big wreck, which we don't, we don't want to see for anybody. Uh, tough, toughest year that you've had in racing, or was it just, it was just kind of one of those years. I think it's just one of those years, man. Cause we really, we did, I think overachieve our rookie year, you know, mm-hmm. we knocked off a top five and a bunch of top tens. And, um, this year, obviously, I think I, like I told you at the colors there, you go into every year with high hopes. And, yeah. um, so we, we had a 
couple decent runs going and just had some mechanical failures and um we had a good run going at flambro and i just made a honest rookie mistake with uh with the rick walt deal and um that turned into a bit of a crap show and i ricky and i are good buddies and luckily um we were all cool by the next day and um yeah and then uh you know running we were close to top five in peterborough had a break and and then we go to Delaware and unfortunately that happens and missed one race, uh, missed the next Flambeau race and came back and knocked off, I think an 11th and an eighth place finish at, at Sobble. So, um, you know, it was, it was one of those years and um, I'm just fortunate to have Taylor Holdaway and to be with him and, and, you know, I wouldn't do it with anybody else. And um, so he, he's the reason why I want to come back and is because him and I have grown a lot together and, um you know top five at colors and so it's um it was like I said man it was one of those years and um I look forward to work with him in the off season hopefully help him with some things and then uh obviously look for that funding to be able to go back out next year with him it's something we talk to a lot of racers about on here is the mental game like it's easy to to get down on yourself when you don't have the results but I mean like you said like it's the way racing is you can be taken out by a mechanical failure or an incident not of your own making and it's easy to beat yourself and if you're not going in there with the right mindset it's it's easy to just feel like you're never going to pull out of it but I mean as you're talking like it's just one of those years and it's not necessarily uh, the end of the world but I mean you have good guys to to fall back on and know that they're they're putting everything they can into the car for you hundred percent. And I'll just go back to what you said. And you're helping too. I mean, that's it. Yeah. Like you're, you're that's the key your word right to... there. You're helping as well. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll go, I'll go back to that. Teamwork is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the mental thing is obviously huge. You know, when you have a good run going and then you break it, just, you know, your anxiety gets to you, you think, you know, is it you, is it what it's just the silliest things, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, that you know to have people to support you like taylor and fred and and my fiance who's my biggest supporter um you know they're always there to say hey you, you know you're you're meant to do this you know you know you can do it it's just it's one of those years i i think back to jr last year jr had a terrible year yeah, and he, yeah. he comes out he comes out this year and waxes the field he, he won a championship which was awesome so to be honest, if I'm able to get back out next year, I, I hope to God that we can have a really <laughs> solid year next year. You know what I mean? I, I Taylor builds great equipment. He can mm -hmm. build race winning cars. It shows when JR gets in the car and we're able to get top five runs in it. So um, obviously the mental toll it takes on any racer, it's tough. You can ask anybody, but um, it's, it's kind of how you bounce back is, is the big thing. It's an interesting point because you had mentioned something just, just a couple minutes ago, actually, that I'm very curious about because as you know, somebody who lives with anxiety that, that has a big issue with those type of um, struggles, I can't imagine getting into a wreck with a friend of mine and then having to face yeah. them. You just yeah. mentioned that you got into a wreck with Rick. Yeah. But you're okay. you're you said you're okay too, or... the next day. So yeah. What is that process like after getting into a contact in, in just, it doesn't even have to be a wreck, but just getting into somebody that maybe you are good friends with, like, what is that scenario? Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go back to my hockey days on this one. It was like the 24 mm -hmm. hour rule, right? You want to give yourself 24 hours to cool down. But I think it was, I think it was a couple hours. Me and me and Tay, we have a, 
we always have a thing and after any race we always go to mcdonald's and get a mcnugget meal and by the time <laughs> by the time by the time we got to mcdonald's i get a facebook messenger post from him he says are we good and i'm like <laughs> yeah we're good so he came over to my house i think the monday night he was buying a vehicle off of tay and and uh came over we went for dinner at boston pizza and that was it we were fine we <laughs> nice i admit it i admitted i screwed up and uh and um, that was that. It was just, I'll take the full blame on that deal. I cost us a great run just by a silly mistake and just kind of getting impatient. And, but uh, like I said, Ricky's a, he's a top driver, I think, in Canada, in my opinion. That guy can, it shows in whatever he gets in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to have a buddy like him, and I look up to him a lot. He helps me out with a lot of things. It's, it's uh, unfortunate. But, I mean, it's, it's one of those things that it's going to happen. Like, I think that's what we have to remember is that it's going to happen. What I'm, what I'm hearing from you though, is that McDonald's Canada needs to be on board that number four uh, at some point with your McNuggets or, or, or even Boston pizza, as you said, I mean, a Boston pizza, 31 and a four. I mean, you guys come together through Boston pizza. I mean, marketing possibilities are endless. Right. And then you got, you know, I'm curious because I have my pets always running around and they are, they're always on camera. How much does, having Ralph at the end of a, a, a tough race day, how much does that play a role? Cause I know, uh, you know, uh, Graydon has Audrey and, uh, and Molly and, uh, you know, I have Chester and Nala. Um, how is Ralph? They're uh, part of the role? support group too. There's that's part it. of that support group, right? Graydon hit on the head right there. He's part of the support group as well, but, um, you know, it's, he's, uh, we, we got him last year, early last year and, he was the best addition that we had since uh, me and my fiance moved into our house. And, um, you know, he was there uh, in the victory lane photo when, uh, when we won at the US yes, race. Yes, he was. So that was his first one. And um, so, uh, yeah, you know what? He's, he's a great dog. He's fun to bring to the racetrack. Everybody loves him. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing better, right? After a hard yeah. day with an accident, you know, you got to snuggle in. I've got uh, one just hanging out with me right now on the desk, but I've got to ask you about that trophy that you've got behind you, buddy. One of the best Mm -hmm. trophies in the game. Let's talk about that one. Yeah. The young guns one. Yeah. Yeah. I was able able to win that uh, for my good buddy, Ryan, Ryan Babin and uh, Nolan Gould at uh, Peterborough, obviously. And uh, it was my last year I was eligible to do it. And, they're like, you want to come run our mini stock? I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? And that's kind of, that's kind of the cool thing I, I find about each race here is like the young guns race. It's that time of year when drivers will let other guys drive their cars. Like you see him with Ricky, Caden yeah. drive his car, riding. He had Trayton drive his car. Right. So I find that's like the coolest point of the year for all racers. Yeah. They kind of, Hey, you see a young talent come drive my car for the young guns race. And um, so I was fortunate to have Ryan and, he, uh, he came and got me there on that Friday night and he's like, yeah, come run my car. I'm like, okay, why not? So, um, that was, a that was a, that's probably my coolest trophy that I have. Is there an age requirement for a young gun? Cause I got a, a young racer next to me. Who... <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think, I think this year was like 21. So I, that was quite a while ago now. So we're good. Oh shit. Oh, <laughs> damn. You're down probably, a couple should, years old, man. Yeah. I was going to say maybe <laughs> Owen would probably be the next best option versus uh, this guy here. I might be a bit. <laughs> well, CJ four Connor James, you know, you've been able to, uh, to be a good buddy of us, of ours. And, uh, you know, we, 
always like that we come to a racetrack and you're, you're always, no matter if you're having a bad day or what, you always give us a smile and take time for an interview, uh, run the deco for us, which was, you know, it's huge. You were the first, um, APC driver to do it. I mean, you can now say that you're better than Kyle Steckley and Rick Spencer Wald. I mean, you, you did it before them. So oh, well, that's a tough one to do, but those guys <laughs> and it, it did pop on that black four on that yeah. black four car. It looked pretty good. I have to say. Yeah. It, it looked pretty sharp, man. And uh, so we obviously want to thank you for, for coming on the podcast, taking the time and, and you know, always doing that for us, but uh, we yeah, want to give you time. that opportunity, man. We always like to, to hear about uh, who you want to thank for this past year in racing. Cause you've got supporters. You've got some great sponsors uh, that have been with you. So let's uh, let's take the time and hear about them. Yeah. hundred percent, you know, SSG obviously our primary sponsor. They've been with us now for like, like five years since we ran our limited and uh, Airedale carriers, obviously Gilbert and Donnie Oldrieve. Um, we got uh, North and I collective Kim and Kyle. Um, we got uh, Humberview parts, RPM Racewear. Um, and the one guy I always feel bad for getting is, uh, image wraps, Craig camera at image wraps. He gave us a badass looking race cars oh, all the time. And, uh, so I, I feel bad always forgetting him because he makes a bunch of cars look pretty badass out there on the racetrack. And, um, the biggest thanks goes to obviously Taylor Holdaway and the whole Holdaway motorsports team and, um, for putting up with me each year. And, um, like I said, I'm hoping, really hoping I can come back next year. We definitely want to see that. Green, do you have anything to say to wrap up with our good buddy, Connor James? Uh, I, everything you said, we appreciate the time, man. And uh, like you say, it's just one of those years and you can look forward to uh, a nice off season and regrouping yeah. and uh, getting some plans in place. And we're looking forward to hearing whatever you do. And we're, uh, we're behind you, man. hundred percent guys. I appreciate everything you guys do too. It's, it's huge for the sport. I think a lot of people are catching on to it and, uh, it's worth it because you guys do a great job. So I, I appreciate you guys having me on. You know what? The invitation is always open for you. We hope to see you in victory lane many more times next year. If it's an OSS, I think we'll really love it. Uh, <laughs> or in the APC series, Pinty series, you never know. Uh, Connor James, That's, thank you so much. You never know when we'll see you or what series we'll see. You, and so we can't wait. Yes. Sure. Thank you guys.